All right, welcome back. This is Battalion Chief DJ Stone, along with Chief Perkins this morning, Good Deputy morning. Chief Morgan on the 6th of um, April. April. Yeah, took me a minute to remember what month we're in. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the Deputy Chief, the not newly formed, but newly reborn, would probably be a good term, uh, position of deputy chief after an absence of 11 years has it been about 10 or 11 years yeah 10 or 11 years so without further ado uh, I'll let Chief Morgan introduce himself give a little bit of background his involvement in the organization um, and his journey up to his current promotion uh, my name's uh, Deputy Chief Jeremy Morgan I've been with the city of Fort Walton uh, since 99 I actually started in the fire service a short time before that um, Want to start volunteering and uh, later got employed at City of Crestview. Uh, I was there for a short time before I came here. I've been here ever since. This is where I was able to not only get finish my degree, I got my paramedic, um, worked my way up from firefighter, driver, captain, and uh, now deputy chief. Jeremy, what what made you want to become a fireman? That's you, that's a question we we get a lot. As you know, as a young age, what what steered you toward the fire service? You know, at a real young age, believe it or not, uh, I used to want to go into law enforcement. I changed in uh, high school for no real reason except I had a friend that was in the fire service and he taught me into giving it a shot. And once I started volunteering and got into it, I realized that that's what I really liked and really wanted to, really drawn to and wanted to continue. Did you say you volunteered in Baker? Did you say that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, Back in, uh, of course, that's where I grew up, so started volunteering there in the late 90s and before you, I went to the standards. So tell us, Chief, a little bit about the chain of command. I know a lot of people will ask the question, why do you need a deputy chief in a smaller uh, department as opposed to city of Atlanta or a larger metropolitan? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, the the fire service is, is built around a rank structure, sometimes called, uh, you know, quasi, um, you know, like military or whatever. Same thing as, as our armed forces and that we have rank and uh, we have a command structure. The, the deputy chief, or sometimes called uh, an assistant chief, depending on which department you go to, is, is usually a second in command. And that's the way that the deputy fire chief is here in the city of Fort Walton Beach. It's, it is... It is my go-to person, uh, my right hand in the fire department. Um, as a fire chief, I spend quite a bit of time at uh, what I like to call it the 50,000 foot level, where I'm looking at visioning for the department, I'm looking at budgets, I'm working with the other department heads in the city on um, pretty overarching policy and, and direction. And so the deputy fire chief is more focused in solely on the fire department itself operations, uh, training, um, and, and personnel, uh, actually, you know, for those, because this is such a, a, a military area, people will probably understand it as this, it's the XO. You, you have the commanding officer and then you have the executive officer. The deputy chief is the XO of the fire department. Um, and there's so many moving parts to the fire department nowadays. It's the, the fire department's not a good, and you've heard me say this before, the fire department is really not a good name for our organizations anymore. Uh, we're an all-hazards response organization, uh, whether it's fires or 
or it's medical emergencies or hazardous materials incidents or uh, responding and, and extricating people out of vehicles. Um, we do a little of all of that stuff. And so it's very complex. There are a lot of moving parts to the to the fire department that, that have to be uh, monitored and overseen. A lot of moving parts with, with, uh, with the training aspect and a lot of moving parts with our logistics. Another big part that the deputy chief plays in the department is, is the logistics. It, you know, b- before I had the deputy chief, it, it was just me. I was the only chief officer that, that was working, you know, Monday through Friday. Uh, and then we have a fire marshal and inspector. And then we have a battalion chief that's on duty, which is the uh, basically the commander for the shift. Uh, we have three shifts, they command the shift. Uh, and they're in charge of those personnel and, and scheduling and staffing and, and response. That's what we want them to do. But there's a whole aspect of, of logistics that have to be done. There's a certain amount of equipment that has to be tested every year. The fire trucks have to be maintained and in and out of the shop. Uh, we have a tremendous amount of tools and equipment that has to be repaired, goes in and out of the shop. And so just doing those things is a, is a full-time job. And so. Uh, the deputy chief also helps us do that. And one of the things, probably one of the most important things that have been missing out of the Fort Walton Beach Fire Department for a while now um, has been the safety aspect. Um, we we have a, a safety committee that's been stood back up. Safety's got to be at the forefront of, of what we do. And uh, we just simply haven't had the bodies to to uh, oversee these and coordinate these these types of things. So... Uh, the deputy chief is this position has brought that safety committee back where we're getting input from each shift so that we can uh, address things that are that are issues for us it's actually a requirement by the state that we need to do that mm-hmm. uh, and then we can't forget and i've mentioned this before in other podcasts in the city of fort walton beach the fire department is also responsible the fire chief for coordinating the emergency management efforts and even though it all has to do with disasters and response and emergencies those are two very different animals uh, and so, uh, you know, my time was also split doing that. So having the deputy chief back on board has been a tremendously positive uh, move for us. Uh, that position was with the department up until the economic downturn. We lost it uh, in 2011. I believe I was the last one. And when yeah. I was promoted to chief, they just mm-hmm. simply didn't fill it. And so we've been without that. We've had so many things fall through the cracks been very ineffective at some of our programs and what we've been trying to accomplish so it's been a real a real breath of fresh air getting uh, getting chief morgan back in that spot yeah i agree uh chief morgan what what are some of the projects you've taken on has it been two months three months now since january since january yeah uh what are some of the most current projects you've been working on some of the things you're able to immediately affect and maybe some of the plans that you have moving forward in the next year two three five whatever it may be yeah. uh, well the last three months have been spending a lot of time playing catch up um, some of the most recent projects or, or uh, operations to to build back up is trying to get the department deployment ready on a federal level which um, unfortunately mm-hmm. over the last 10 years they've came out with newer classes they've come out with other certs of stuff that we just hadn't been able to keep up with because we hadn't had anybody be able to keep track of that. Everybody's done a good job, but since the deputy chief hadn't been there, it's been kind of split mm-hmm. amongst uh, several people in the department. And when you're working shift work, it's hard for that person to follow up Monday through Friday or, or check with all the uh, go-betweens in between for whatever agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we've worked 
uh, pretty hard over the last three months of getting everybody's current certs. Um, we've also been trying to streamline the processes such as the vehicle maintenance, uh, safety equipment, uh, mm -hmm. replenishment of just spare equipment such as uh, hoses or appliances, getting that stuff repaired. Um, again, a lot, a lot of people don't know with the uh, bunker gear, you know, it's uh, your first out bunker gear is supposed to be no more than five years with a backup set no more than 10 years. Helmets go out in 10 years and we hadn't had a way to really track that over the last 10 years because nothing. So we're trying to get that more streamlined so we can get uh, more on par through the MPA and OSHA and get everybody on a safety standard. So you also included in the budget on these things. You you help to um, help chief in streamlining the costs of these gears, maybe defining where stuff wasn't caught that's not wasteful, but it's not focused like it should have been, whether it's equipment. For example, you mentioned repairing equipment. Repairing, let's say, an intake valve for a truck might be $400 as opposed to buying a brand new one, which is upwards to $1,800. So stuff like that fell in through the cracks and you managed to do that. I can say from my end, you've assisted in my position as a battalion chief, the streamlining of our um, just day-to-day -day responsibilities and oversight follow-up because working shift work, sometimes it's difficult to follow up on all the details uh, some on your off days for whatever reason. So that's been really good along with, like Chief said, the safety element on actual calls. Um, for years here, the battalion chief, uh, unless it's a major emergency, the chief has his set things that he is doing uh, within the house and across the city. It's nice to have another chief level to come in to assist in the command aspect. An example would be the recent Alvin's Islands fire in Destin. Understand that you responded with our battalion out there as more or less safety operations oversight for our members on that fire. Um, because there was, how many departments responded to that? Four or five maybe? Uh, I'm not sure. It went to at least three alarms. So, I, yeah, I would say at least five. Um, and it was good. Yeah, I went, got to go out and respond out with the battalion. And with the experience of the crew and stuff on the truck, we were actually able to split the crew. Um, so I was with a crew of three, and we had the other captain with a crew of three. So we were able to get more work done than what we could have in the past. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, one of the things that the, the deputy chief is back because of the, the fire assessment fee that we put in place. That was one of the other things that we said that it would do was that we would we'd create some funding for that position, and it did. We were looking for capability, and we, we were looking for for capacity, and I think that fire just the other day showed uh, was a, good, a great example of the capacity that we built uh, because we did. We were able to send our ladder truck to Destin for hours, yeah. for hours, and, mm -hmm. and we were able to send our battalion chief and deputy chief to assist. Uh, but Engine 6 remained here and continued to yes. provide fire protection. The fire chief was here as the chief officer in the district until we were able to call yeah. And so, you know, it, it's really made a huge difference. It's given us a, a ton more depth and, and uh, a lot more capacity to handle more calls at one time because uh, I, we may have talked about this before. In the city of Fort Walton Beach, about a third of the time, it's like 31% of the time, if we have one emergency going, we have at mm -hmm. least two. So, and it, it could be wrecks and medicals or fires or whatever, but uh, we have a lot of concurrent emergencies happening in the city at the same time. Yeah, and maybe the listening audience doesn't understand um, the, the stress on emergency services with major fire events such as what happened in Alvin's Island. Probably could say every 10 years or so, right? There's a major multiple alarm fire, whether it's here 
and our end is south Okaloosa or you know even Navarre we recently went yeah, all the way out right. to Navarre on a major emergency it, it it strains resources this county is well covered for a first alarm assignment but you get outside of the first alarm and there's not a lot of more people to call and and for example our area having three different departments that cover it uh, it creates a burden because we're all sending members but we're having to cover as well and it's a very good point we weren't able to miss a beat where before we would have had to call people in on overtime there's associated cost with that to keep the coverage that what do you guys were out there how long uh four hours maybe five six hours yeah i think it told them an hour around 3 30 i think we got back about 8 30 yeah. and even though myself and the battalion went out those two chief officers which left chief perkins here but i was also able to call you in so we still had two chief officers right. in the city yeah and yeah those don't happen often but it's one of those when it does we're very lucky to be in the position that we have having two apparatus down here and, and never miss a beat you know uh, unless there's another major emergency which is a highly rare circumstance um, so we covered a little bit about the the chain of command and the, and the purpose of the deputy chief and the necessity um, is there anything else you want to add chief to this as far as uh, what, what he does to help you do your job no nah, it's, it's just it's really restored that link between um, you know the chief's office and, and then and then what we call the line or suppression personnel mm -hmm. um, with, with the all the things that that happen down uh, you know in the chief's office like a, you know whether it's whether it's for the fire department emergency management uh, whether it's uh, writing or coordinating grants or, or whatever uh, the that oversight and the focus on actual operations of the fire department has been missing for a while and Jeremy's done a, a tremendous job at bringing some of that that focus back. I, I know that, that when uh, I get a purchase requisition for a piece of equipment or something, it's been vetted, it's been gone through, the deputy chief has, has looked at that, you know. Yeah. Um, and again, the logistical aspect has been wonderful. Uh, we have the extra responder that's that's uh, now back in, in the department, a very experienced uh, vetted, you know, responder. And so uh, very it makes it a very much safer place for us and, and for the public we serve, there's no doubt. Yeah, I agree. Um, we really didn't speak to the our local fires, uh, but Chief Morgan's able to respond locally. Now, we mutual aid with other departments, and they send their chiefs, when available, if they don't have their own emergencies going on. Right. So that is a nice safety oversight for myself when we go to work here in the city limits. Uh, I have another chief officer assisting. For example, the rear of the building where I can't see what's going on, he's able to watch that and, and help me out and if anything happens in that back end he, he's ready to go to make a difference call for more resources or a different command of action or whatever else chief morgan is there anything that you want to um add to the conversation on kind of what what's going on currently with you here or anything maybe that you're working on in the future that you can say now that's not a secret you know it's going to get out before it's time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to uh, think. I think the, the biggest step we're going to be is uh, we've also are streamlining our SOGs and operational directives so we can get all three shelves on the same page. Yeah. All three shelves have always done good, but there's always mm -hmm. been some little idiosyncrasies that, that each one's done different because it hadn't been an overall um, body. To, sure. to, to govern that so mm -hmm. over the next few months that's what we're going to work on to to 
basically make it so so seamless that you won't be able to tell um, one shift to the next. That's true. Each shift does have its own personality and leadership. Um, I was just talking to Battalion Chief Cetric the other day about it, and it, and it comes back to our personalities that are leading the shift, and you're able to, to provide that oversight and consistency that everyone is doing the same thing on the same page without a whole lot of deviation. Uh, that may not mean much to the public, but it's like any other sports team out there. You don't want three different divisions of a team you know, accomplishing a task. You, although you have three very different personalities, whether it's football analogy with quarterbacks and, and running backs and, and that, they have different purposes, but they both work on the same page. One of the things you, you didn't mention that I will, that I think is tremendous, is You've managed to um, coordinate with, is, is it Columbia Southern that we're working uh, with? Oh, actually, uh, Columbia Southern and Waldorf University. Yeah. So uh, this department has become learning partners with both those colleges, which gives um, all the members here a 10% discount, free books, um, to for the pursuit of your degree to further your education. Um, hopefully, uh, we do have members that begin to take advantage of that because uh, it's a pretty good deal. It is. It's, it's a huge opportunity. Guys can educate themselves. Each each uh, promoted position comes with its own series of requirements in education, um, whether it's certification or de- degree seeking. So that's always a really good thing. I wanted to mention that. And um, not only that, but the ability for you both to coordinate the training with uh, County Fire Tactics and the, and the conventions that Chief Ike brings in in Pensacola, providing us opportunity to send members there for further education is a big deal. Uh, coordinating that is greatly appreciated. All right, so we'll be wrapping it up. That, that's it. We just want to do a quick, short, 18-minute, I think we're at mark right now on our podcast, introducing Chief Morgan. You'll probably hear more in the future from him on different projects that we're working on and just give you a little idea of what the deputy chief does and the value that it adds to our organization. So with that being said, we're going to wrap it up and we will talk to you guys next episode in about two weeks. We're a little over two weeks now, two to three weeks, but tune in, catch us next time. Thanks for listening.